Welcome to Hachzik, the Daily Musar Impact Initiative. Welcome everybody. We are back and here we go. Mishnah Hay in Parakei. This is going to be day number 83, Monday. And we're still doing the numbers. Asar Nisam Mikdash. Ten miracles happened to the, our fathers in the Besam Mikdash. First, a lady never had a miscarriage because she smelled the delicious smelling of the base of Mikdash. What does that mean? That means that basically the meat that was put on the um, the Mizbeach was something that was completely consumed by, by the Mizbeach. Now, it's known that if a lady, a pregnant lady, should smell something that's delicious and she's really fiending that thing, she really wants to taste that thing, so um, we are meant to always go and give her a taste of it. Uh, there's a whole shayla in the Gemara. If she smells something that's not kosher, do we even give her that? Because there's a question of chas v'shalom that if she doesn't satisfy that craving, that her body can kind of almost like retaliate against her. And there's fear that she would miscarry from such a thing. And so therefore, maybe perhaps just give her even the taste of the non-kosher so that it should not chas v'shalom come to a miscarry. When it comes to the karbanot that was on the mezbeach, so one would think maybe that we should go ahead and give her a taste of it. No, 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 no. We don't do that. We didn't have to. Because a miracle would happen that no matter what, they would go and smell from delicious reach that was coming off of the Mizbeach, they would never have had a miscarriage. Next. That the Kachim Column, those are the Shlamim, let's say, that you're allowed to eat. So they had expiration, meaning... You can eat it for, let's say, two nights in one day. Problem is, is that the second night, I mean, if it's sitting out the whole day, have you ever seen meat that's sat out for just a few hours? It starts to turn different colors. Have it sit out a little bit more. It, it, it starts to literally get worms and slugs. Well, no, but not this. This never turned meolam. It never had worms. Next. They never had a kaingadol that saw a seminal mission that Zerah came out of him. Um, on Yom Kippur that would have made him turn Tameh, that it never happened. Now, appreciate that they always set up a Skan. They always set up an assistant backup Kohen Gadol just in case because we don't rely on miracles. But says Rabbeinu Yaina, they never had to rely on that miracle. Rather, I'm sorry, they never had to use the Skan because a miracle happened that it never went and made him Tameh. Remember a beautiful idea I heard from Rav Mendel Weinbach years ago. He was the Rosh Hashiva, uh, one of the Rosh Hashivas of um, Ar Sameach and Eretz Yisrael when I was still a Bachar. He spoke and he said that the idea behind making the Kain Gadol see Kari, um, I mean, the Kain Gadol wouldn't be looking at bad things, especially on Yom Kippur. What's Pshat? That, that of all things. So he says that when the Kain Gadol is doing such a terrific, terrific job, the Yetzahara realizes that He's doing too good. He's getting like a par for everybody. So in his last effort, the Yitzhara would try to go and throw one last strong punch, which is if I can just make him tummy, so then that will take him out of the game completely, and he won't be able to continue this incredible Aveda. And he was talking, the Rav Mendel Weinbach was talking then about children going off the derech, and he said that in Achor Sayyamim, we know Chutzpah Yazga, Chutzpah Yazga, that at the end, that the children will end up being very rebellious, um, against the parents. And he said, why? What's Pshat? He says, because the Yetzirah, the Satan, sees that Kalayasol's mom is holding right there 
and they're ready for Mashiach to come. And the Yetzirah has one last effort, one last, like, I have to hit them as hard as I can to take them off their game. I'm going to hit them where it hurts the most. I'm going to hit them in their children. And I'm going to make their children go off. And I'm going to go and affect them there. And hopefully that will take them out of the game. And hence, today we see, unfortunately, how difficult it is sometimes. But just know that it's coming from a place where the Yetzirah is so desperate, the Satan is so desperate to try to throw us off a game, and we just can't be thrown off. Next. There was never a fly. You know, it's an amazing thing. I don't get anybody. I was saying this to my son today as I was preparing it today, Shabbos, um, as I was learning this Mishnayas. So I came into the kitchen and we had just, you know, some leftover London broil. And there was already 10 flies. I was like, Mom, she's flying everywhere here in Los Angeles. It gets hot. Flies all over. And I said to him, you know, this, this miracle, this one here, that there was never flies around. The base of Tabachim. Have you ever been around an animal? They have hundreds of flies just around their eyes. I mean, it's it's incredible. There wasn't a fly at all in the base of Tabachim. That's incredible. That the Aymer, which had to be brought from barley in order to allow everybody to start to eat Chadash to bring the Omer on the second day of Pesach, that was something that they never had a psal by taking out of the chayma different ways um, that it could have made possible. It wasn't so that the Jews couldn't be able to eat their chadash right away, although it could have been that a psal would have happened. It never happened. Again, which was born on Shavuos, it could have had a possibility, but you see the stakes were very high to allow certain things to be eaten for Klai Yisrael, and again, nothing bad happened to it. That the lechem hapanim, which was the lechem on the shulchan, there was never anything bad. Well, first off, the miracle was is that they would put it in um, right when they would take out the other ones on Friday. So very famously, they would go put in the new one and pop out the old one. It would go, here's the old one sitting on the shelf of the shulchan. This one would come in and push out the old one because you couldn't have a moment that it wasn't on top of it. And the old ones were there for a whole week. And although it was there for a whole week, it was piping hot and delicious and fresh as it was right when it went in over there. And again, there was no psal inside them. Like, and that the Eish Tukad, there was a fire on top of the Mizbech HaChitzon, and that no matter what, no winds, no fire, no hurricanes, no snow ever put it out. And there was a, a, a certain, um, uh, the Ashan, that would go up the, uh, the uh, smoke, there we go, uh, that would go up was never blown out. It was never, it was an amud that would go up straight. It was never uh, pushed around by the wind. When they would come to the Azara, uh, let's say by the times of Olaregel, by Yom Kippur, um, you know, we know that by Yom Kippur we say how that the crowds were, that they were going bound down towards Hashem. They would amudim, they would stand safuf, they would stand all crunched together. 
All of a sudden, everybody had their Dalanamas to be able to bow down. That a snake or a scorpion never bothered the people in Rishalayim ever. And when people were oil regal to Rishalayim, nobody ever said, Oh, yeah, I don't have any room. Give me room. No, there was always enough room. You had hundreds of thousands that would come to Yerushalayim. It's a tiny little place, but there was enough room for everybody to be able to fit over there. He brings up Sukkim, and this is why it says, Right? That it's given to you, it's given to all of you, for all of you. I literally made it, Hashem says, for all of you to come get together, and so therefore there was always room. Those were the 10 miracles that happened by the Beis HaMikdash. Have a wonderful day. You have been listening to a shear by Hachzeik. If you have been impacted, please share with others. For the daily shear, please visit Hachzeik.com or call 516-600-8080.